This is The Sean Prue Show on Canada Talks, Sirius XM 167. Ho, ho, ho! That's a really bad ho, 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 because I have a bit of a cold. Hey, Sean Prue here. Thought Revolution Radio all this hour and uh, what has become a tradition uh, that will continue on well after I'm gone here on The Sean Prue Show. Paul Mason's in the house. Fashion Santa. Hello, hello. Tis the season. Hello, hello. To be decked out in red. I mean, my God. You I, look like a wound. I did this for you. <laughs> I did this for you. I, 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 I tease Paul because I adore him. Uh, you look amazing. Thank you. Uh, let's see. Stand up, would you? I have to do theater of the mind. Can we see the boots, please? Oh, shoes. So we have kind Two of shoes. an irid- oh, iridescent ruby uh, red. Oh, they've got glitter in them, too. Who are you? Oh, you're Paul Mason Supermodel. You would have those shoes. I'm Fashion Santa. I don't like that you have better clothes than me. Well, become Santa. I've never. <laughs> Aren't you Fashion Santa, Santa Claus's younger brother? Yes. By about 600 years? Yes, you know yeah. that story. Yeah. I've, I, well, of Thank course. You. My research is 600 impeccable. years and maybe 200 pounds lighter. You, you look about 800 years. Thank you. <laughs> Love you back. So, um, Fashion Santa is what? For those people who are listening right now, he is what? Fashion Santa is the, the new Santa, the, the yes. new guy who comes out and, uh, what do I do? I make people happy. I, I give joy and, and uh, raise money for charities. You, you make me happy. I try. You could make me a lot happier. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and our producer's just sitting in the middle of us, and he's saying, are they going to do that awkward flirting thing for the next That was the first minutes? show, right? Yeah. 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 You wouldn't get off me. Um, <laughs> it was true. I mean, it was just like, I had to go have a shower after. <laughs> I gave you my tomatoes. You did. You brought me tomatoes, and, uh, and you brought them in a bowl uh, that is, it was exactly the same bowl that my beloved cat drank from who had just passed. So it was a lovely gift, uh, but there is more meaning to it. Than I didn't know that story. I did tell you, but you sometimes don't listen on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> I like giving you a hard time. Uh, tell us about your... I want to catch anyone up who has not um, heard of you, but uh, as a supermodel in your 20s, you did every label, you toured the world... Go. Lots happened since then. Mm-hmm. Actually, as the model, Paul Mason, the model. I want you to name drop labels, though, because <sighs> it's impressive. I worked with everyone from Armani, Versace. Actually, I personally knew Versace, which was really, really cool. Until he, he used to call me Cowboy Legs. Cowboy Legs? Yeah, because I have bow legs. Oh, no. You do, but don't you? Do I want to see you naked? <laughs> it's a sight. <laughs> I'm just joking. Uh, Don McCarran, uh, Dolce Gabbana. I have one Vogue cover. I want to see it. When I, uh, yeah. when I get into a, a, a discussion, sometimes they'll say something, and I say, well, how many Vogue covers do you have? The reason there's a bit of a back and forth with, with Paul and I is because uh, I used to have the biggest crush on you when you were a model, um, doing that modeling. And years passed, and then there was a party, and you came up to me, and I didn't I, know you. 
I knew who you were. I didn't know you'd know who I was. And I was on the radio and I was, I was writing. It was not this um, uh, show, but he, you came up to me and I never forgot it. You said, keep doing what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And people need to do that for each other more because it was encouraging and validating that somebody got me. And it was the guy I've had a crush on since uh, the 20s. Every oh, time I, I pick up that. a GQ and stuff, I would, yeah. But I, I knew <clears throat> of you. But I, I, I remember, I think what happens is that you listen to people and there's something that sticks. And I think I was listening to you do some, say something about, or you were talking and um, it, it just resonated and stayed in the back mm. until I actually met you, personally met you. So, so that's why I give him a hard time because uh, you want to marry me and you're not there yet. Okay. We will be married. <laughs> How do you look in red? <laughs> How do you look in red? So you're coming out of, and this is why I want to have you on the show, uh, you're coming out of um, uh, your anus horribilis. Oh. There was a debacle. And that's all we're going to say about that. Um, but it was very hard on you. And you came on the show, because this is a tra- tradition, you came on the show this time last year when the debacle was unfolding in its final stages. And it turned into a free coaching session. <laughs> it did. I, was, I, I should have laid down, actually, for that. You should have laid was... down. Lie down now. <laughs> <laughs> Don't have time. Um, you, were, your, your mother, you became Fashion Santa when your mother passed, and you were so grief-stricken that you were just sort of like lying around, sleeping. and Went, you know. a, went to sleep for six months. Yeah. And you woke up and you had a beard. Yeah. And was it you who decided you look like Santa or, I mean, a very hot Santa? Or did somebody point that out to no, you? No, it was me. It's kind of hard to miss, not miss. No, it's just like, I just thought, you know, from an advertising point of view, from a, actually, this is so funny because I thought of the character as a just commercial looking and just for fashionistas. Who doesn't want a fashion Santa? Absolutely. Right? And then it just, you know, turned into something absolutely different. So everybody who is listening to this goes through debacles and anus horribleses. I like that word. Anus? Yeah. Such a good did. ring to it. Anus. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> anus, walked right in. Anus on. <laughs> <laughs> People are either revolted by this conversation <laughs> or they're really getting a chuckle out of it. So It's a conversation between friends, though. It is. So Friends and lovers. Mm. Mm-hmm. Jingle bells. It's nice to make someone turn red on the radio. <laughs> to match their suit. <laughs> to match their suit. What do you say to people who are going through their uh, horrible anuses and, and are struggling right now? What have you learned? What have you taken away from your horrible anus? Really? Okay. Um, you know, I can't say that I did it all on my own. I really had some good support. I mean, you being one of them, truly, truly helping me and, and backing me up. I just think it's, uh, first of all, I had to live up to um, living with wanting to share her legacy. Your she, mom's. she was very important. Yes. And I think that was the fight. And that was not, that's what kept me going. Right. And it was, it's such a personal story that no one, can, no one else can have this story. But what would you say to people listening? How, what are, what, I know what I'd say. It's an experience. Everything's an experience. Everything's temporary. If you're going through a troubled time, if you're going through a great time, it's not got a, a long shelf life. 
everything changes, everything changes. And I went through a terrible summer and it was very difficult. And I just kept thinking to myself, there's a stale date. There's a do not sell by date on this problem and all the problems associated that are really like challenging me. And so don't use that because I just did. No, I would, I, would, I would say that, you know, your mind is so, so strong. Mm-hmm. And I think you really have to treat it as, I hate to say, like a, sort of like a muscle where you're actually conditioning yourself to believe what you're doing and be and stay true to your mind and not stray off and, and be a victim of what is happening. Yeah. And when, when you say the mind, we're, we're all telling ourselves stories and and we believe them it's a beautiful day out or it's not a beautiful day out people are just going to say that right now and it's true for them um and you had stories and when we were talking a lot of the stuff that that i find that anyone listening to this would find true is that you can change your story it, it can still be a true story but it can be a better story and if you think about everything being vibrational which it is vibration attracts vibration and so if you're telling a story that's got more positive aspects in it, you're going to start to build a few more positive but aspects. But I also think that if you're a, quite a, a good person and you, and you live by that, you'll have help and you'll have support and, you'll mm-hmm. ha- and people want to help you. And I think that's, that's you, they see you in this role or they see you in this hard time and they, they truly want to help. And I think that's by being good in a way, treating people fairly, mm-hmm. treating people with respect, you know, that's, it's key. And I think it comes back to you and it really did come back to me. So Santa, you actually think that there's people who've been good all year and people who've been bad? There's some bad ones. Yeah. Yeah. But there's more good. And I, and <clears throat> as I said, I think that if I was a nasty person or if it, it was, uh, I didn't treat people with, like I said, respect and honor and, and goodness, I don't think I would have the help. I don't think people would come to my rescue. Mm. You know, and it's just like, I, I don't know. So if people are listening to this and, and, and they don't have people, to, a support team around them, what would you say they do? Stop, say, stop being so bad. <laughs> I, I, I would say condition that mind of yours. It's, it's, a, it's a wicked, 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 you know, muscle. And it's just like it can be, it could do great things, but it can also do bad things. And I think... You have to sit back, take time, look into what you're doing, and don't let that mind play tricks on you mm. because it can. And you know what? I, I, through my whole life, I've always had blinders on, and I've always thought to myself, you're alone in this. Be, do what you need to do. The people will help you, but you're still alone in this. And keep going forward and not listen to all this stuff. Also, I think people um, helping you should be gravy. Like you need to be able to do it yourself and sail your own ship and navigate it yourself. But don't listen to what's in, what's out, what they're saying, who does this, whatever does what. No one on the planet could wear that red suit and that red tie and that red shoes better than you, Paul Damn Mason. <laughs> Fashion Santa's here and the Sean Proof Show continues on SiriusXM Canada Talks Channel 167. Perfect.
the Sean Prue Show on Canada Talks, Sirius XM 167. You know what the worst thing is about this time of year if you're in a job like mine? Getting a cold. Listen to me. I sound like Brenda Vaccaro. I thank you for continuing to listen. And it's a good thing you are listening right now because Paul Mason, supermodel, a.k.a. Fashion Santa, is in the house. Ho, ho, ho. Lame. I did such hearty ones last year. That was pretty good. This is a tradition. It is. We're going to come back every year now, aren't you? Why not? Please. Things will be changing. Yes. Well, you're changing. This is what's happened uh, to you. You've matured. You're much calmer. Do you think? I couldn't tolerate you almost last year. I was was vibrating on another level for sure. Yeah. 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 I was, yeah. And I I say I could tolerate you, but you know, I like to sucker punch you. Look how it was, though. It was like I was... You were going through a, a tough time. Uh, we're just going to call it a debacle. And I don't know whether... You tell me. Tell all of us. Did you think about the experience, because it was so heavy and it meant so much to you, and it was your mother's legacy was attached to it. Did you think of the experience happening for you or to you? So that, is that like a victim or not a victim? Is that what you're saying? It's ha- it's a it's it's there's something in it for me. This is I had to go to that moved. place. I had to go to that place. Yeah, and it actually, you know, um, there's nothing with success. There's nothing. There's pain too, mm. and you know, you overcome it, and the success after that is just. 10 times better. And one of the reasons why I was interested in having you over, because a year has gone by, and uh, people will remember the interview last year, which we, we're not going to reference or anything, but um, what a difference a year makes. Wow. What a difference a year has made. And, and we were saying that last segment, and everybody goes through problems. Yours was very public, and, so, and, and, and you broke the internet as Fashion Santa. So you're known around the world. TMZ was... Uh, following you about and stuff like that, um, but if you look at your 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 pro- problems in a way that it's sort of it's happening to me, it is a victim thing. And I, I remember because you, you and I talked a lot on the phone. There is you would cling to being right, you, but I'd say something and you say, "But I'm right." And I finally said to you, "I said, do you want to be do you want to be happy or no?" You said, "Yes, I want to be happy." Do you want to be right or wrong? I want to be right. Do you want to be happy or right? You have to give up the need to be right. And yeah, I think that's what you finally did, and then it all started to work for it's you. It's funny that you say about problems, but now um, they're my problems. And whatever problems I go through... Mind problems? Mind problems. Do you have a thought revolution about things these days? <laughs> <laughs> I, they're problems that I own, though. And they're my in my country, so it's it's not that really a problem. Like I mean, it's not really what's happening. And 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 I'm telling you, it's maybe it's a bit of a control thing. I'm not sure, but uh, the problems that I have are good problems. When we get married, I'm the one in control, not you. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. I'm wearing black. <laughs> I'm wearing red. <laughs> you are wearing red. Uh, I said before the break, no one, no one could pull that off. I mean, Joan Collins could pull that off, and you, and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Good company. <laughs> um, so I want to take this opportunity because if you're in the Toronto area where the Shampoo Show is based, there's a big event going, and you're doing it. And this is one of the things that I love that you have been doing from the debacle. So debacles can be good. 
Um, you've been attaching yourself to a lot of really meaningful charities, and this is uh, something you're going to do for Sick Kids Hospital here in Toronto. And I'm going to be there because it was an open bar. Yes. Not for the sick kids, not for you. And did you love the, did you love the <laughs> postings, the, the black and white Studio 54 beautiful, postings? Beautiful, beautiful. So tell us what's, the, what's okay, going on. So there's on. two things going on. There's two things. Because you're a Gemini. Because, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so I'm, I'm doing a tour, the Fashion Santa Ritz-Carlton tour. So I've aligned myself with the Ritz-Carlton Hotel. And Santa's going to tour. Fashion Santa's going to tour. So I'm doing four dates. I'm doing uh, Toronto, Boston, Miami, and D.C., Georgetown, actually. But, and in each location, I will be working and trying to uh, raise money for sick kids in Toronto, uh, in Miami, and Boston. It's the Boys and Girls Club of America. Mm-hmm. And uh, in D.C., it's the Children's National Hospital. Good for you. So that's that takes me from the fourth or fifth, I believe, in Boston to the eleventh in Miami. Then I fly to New York. Why didn't you align yourself with Holiday Inn? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I gotta hand it to you. You you, you uh, you're a natural at all this stuff. You're a natural at all this stuff. Ritz Carlton. Mm. Well, I have an idea for them too. I have a, a something up my sleeve for them. We may work together on something. And I liked, I would like to get more locations. If this all goes well, I, I don't see why I can't do a European destination, like a location. You don't even have to own a home. You just go from Ritz-Carlton to Ritz-Carlton. <laughs> They're building a cruise ship. They're building a cruise Oh, yeah. You can do the Ritz on the water. Oh, take me, darling. Right? I'll, maybe I'll do the whole thing, you know, like uh, the month of December. Christmas. That would be good, would it? It would be very good. Just putting it out there, I'm that's a all. Very, I'm just a putting very, it out there. I'm a very good Mrs. Fashion Santa. There we go. So you're doing that. And what's the tour going to, uh, you're going to raise money how? So, you know, the Fashion Santa Initiative always is surrounded about selfies and doing photos with Santa and doing photos with uh, Fashion Santa. So um, what we're doing, we're launching the season, obviously. And all these hotels have beautiful rooms and they're decorated gorgeous. And their clientele is invited or open to the public. Come in, make a donation, do a, a selfie with Fashion Santa, and have a drink, and you know, uh, Merry Christmas. Oh, Happy holidays. Very good. Mm. Very good. Now It's a great way for these brands to, to actually funnel donations yes. in a really interesting way. Where they couldn't before. And that's why I said you're natural. That this is a very good fit. And you just thought of it yourself, didn't you? Yes. It's all in the pitch, the original pitch that you've never read yet. We'll Not do that yet. one day on air. <laughs> Full of grammar. Uh, grammar Next Christmas, people. <laughs> <laughs> what Santa brought this year. <laughs> uh, and, and when am I getting drunk? Okay, that's another story. <laughs> so on the 23rd of December, uh, I'm doing a not-so-silent night party. And you can get tickets at www.notsosilentnight.ca. And it's a night of raising money for Sick Kids Hospital. And let's face it, I mean... Sometimes people think, or they just think about sick kids, and I don't think they're, I, I did a tour through there uh, a couple of days ago. I did some sh- uh, photo shoot, uh, photo shoot in, in the hospital. And what I saw, there's not enough money in the world for this, this place, mm. in a way. If it's not the parents that are suffering, it's the kids that are suffering. If it's not, it's, you know, it's... Ooh, so, to someone who doesn't understand what you mean by that, what, what do you mean? I just mean, 
I don't, first of all, I don't think that anyone in our life has not been affected if we know people that have children. And I look at these little children and I see cancer at two years old, mm. cancer at three years old. Michael Buble's son. And it's not even that. It's, it's, I, I want to start an initiative. I hope to do this with a foundation next year where I come in as the adult Santa there for the parents and do a night and get them, get, just let them breathe for a minute. It's so, it's so, so, like, they're so affected. Their lives have changed. Were you always like this, or, or did this dovetail out of I went the, to Ryerson debacle? for social work. I was going to be a social worker. I'm glad you're a model. <laughs> <laughs> I got out of there quick. I got discovered and don- gone. Yawn. Yeah, gone. No, so you have an open heart. You could say that. I don't know. Can I say that? I'll you can say that. What's your New Year's resolution? Um, to marry Sean Prue. After I marry Sean Prue, it'll be, um, I think I have to take some time and just, uh, I want to get an oracle. <laughs> no, I don't know. Uh, uh, let's, let's, uh, I don't have one yet. I'd like a global New Year's resolution that we stop saying WWW before websites. Like, has it ever been different? No, because I'm just so archaic that way. W W. Everybody does it. No. Like, oh, okay, we know. Okay, we okay. <laughs> Can I talk about the party for a second? Oh yes. <laughs> so this party is going to be at uh, 192 Adelaide Street West. You can look it up. Uh, it's going to be a great night. It's going to be fashion. It's going to be music. It's going to be you know. Will we, will we dance? Yes. Oh. I'm dancing with everyone. Are you a good dancer? Wait. No. Wait. Oh, it's this. You it's think, you love, me, you think you love me now? Wait. Have you got moves? Oh, I come from the 70s. Okay. Yeah, I got some of those moves. if you don't have moves on a dance floor, you don't have moves in bed. Okay. I'm so relieved. <laughs> oh, no, I won't embarrass you. That's what you're, you're worried about. Yeah, I thought hot glue gun mess. No, but what I love is it's going to be a holiday party. People want to dress up, maybe. Bring out your rhinestones and your sequins. What are you going to wear? Rhinestones and sequins. Oh, my God. No, I don't know. I'm going to wear three or four outfits. <laughs> you are. You're going to change it, change yes. it. And uh, what's the capacity of the uh, 192? I think it's 900. Mm. But all three floors. And free bar. Yeah, open, open bar. Open bar. Yes. Look, even paper neck here is perked up. Yes, yes. Why don't we all go out? A few surprises, it's too. It's on me. No, I believe, it's it's, I believe there are a few surprises, too. We can't talk about it, but there are a few surprises. It's going to be a good night. Give us a hint. Mm, music. Oh, my God. You're going to propose to me at the party. Surprise. That's what it no, is. No, it's not a surprise. Oh, my God. You're <laughs> really uh, no, it's going to be good. And I think, you know, again, it's for charity. So come out. Come out and have a good time. Dance with me. Come out. Dance with Sean and I. Don't text him, though. You won't get a response. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you joy. Thank you. I adore you. I wish you joy, too. I got it. I got it. Always. Thank you. Paul Mason, Fashion Santa, fashionsanta.com, and for tickets to his party, if you're in the Toronto area, www.notsosilentlight.ca. You're not allowed to say that after. I know. I know. I'm never going to say that again. <laughs> the Sean Fru Show continues here on Sirius XM. Canada Talks Channel 167. Can you do it for me? Because I can't do it. Ho, ho, ho. Brenda Vaccara. We'll be back in just a moment. You were wonderfully made.
Welcome back to the Sean Prue Show. On Canada Talks, Sirius XM 167. Here's Sean Prue. These are lame because I'm under the weather, but ho, 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 ho. Brenda Vaccaro, Sean Prue, voice melding there. What creeps up faster than Christmas? I don't know if you know the answer, Mr. Kendall Colin Rich. <laughs> Your visa bill. That's what creeps visa up faster. Bill. You had a lot of time to think about that because it's been four hours <laughs> since you sat down. I, you, you know when you have, uh, we were just talking about the fashion center about this. You know, you know when you have, I had a crappy weekend, my voice is sort of wavering and I've got, this is, this is going to floor people. I have a bathroom renovation that is being redone again for the fourth time that was supposed to be done in April and got started in Ju- July. And so... Mama Prue's at her wit's end. <laughs> but that's got nothing to do with anything except for why it's a scatterbrain mess right now. But this, I think, is, is the way a lot of people are right now. Scatterbrain messes. It's becoming the end of the year, and we're, uh, we're lost in our problems, and it's all winding up. What do you do over at Founder Bar, which you own here in Toronto, uh, to um, alleviate the stresses of people besides pour them much alcohol? <laughs> They alleviate the stresses. Uh, we feed them just, you know, incredible, uh, interesting, thoughtful food. Um, that's kind of what we do. Uh, we, do you dial up the comforts food? We always try and take comfort food to a new level or with new flavors that people may not have experienced before. That's that's kind of our, our shtick or our, our idea is to take, you know, something that's familiar and make it a little bit unfamiliar. Well, I tried to take comfort food to a new level recently. <laughs> and listen to this. Happy holidays to you. Tis the season to be jolly. But when it comes to my friends and I, tis the season to be cheesy. When friends and family get together at this time of year, there's no better way to celebrate than with cheese. Cheese is endless. I love it on everything. I've never had a time in my life where there was no cheese in my fridge. You can't, you can't mess up cheese. It just gets all nice and melty and gooey and delicious. It's so easy. It's just so simple, it's so versatile. It pairs so well with so many different things. People shouldn't be afraid to cook with cheese because most cheese recipes are super easy to do. Cheese is a big part of our gastronomical culture here in Canada. Whatever dish you're making this holiday season, Cheese will definitely make it better. If you ha- heard a familiar voice in that ad for Trace Deli Cheese, uh, maybe a better voice than what you're hearing right now. I was there at your um, bar. Would you call it a restaurant or a bar? Um, Founder we are bar, classified as a cocktail bar. Okay. That being said, we are have amazing cocktails, amazing spirits, great wine selection, great beer selection, and then beautiful food to complement that. I was invited with uh, 12, uh, 11 friends to do the 12 days of Cheesemas, and we were all to bring in a recipe, and you were the judge of it. Yeah, yeah, did it you? was it And was this absolutely... is the real reason why I have you here today, sir. Oh, you're going to grill me you now. You didn't pick my dish. <laughs> I tried to dial up comfort food. Uh, with the, the one thing that we um, had was a choice of Tristelli cheese, and I chose feta, and then we did a mac and cheese thing, and I thought with the bite of it, but it failed miserably. It was, you know what? No, I wouldn't say that it failed. I think it was very interesting. You hate you took, me. You took, <laughs> <laughs> you took a, a cheese that's not normally used for mac and cheese, and you did it very well. 
it's it's fed as a it's a tricky cheese to work with sometimes, but I find the Tristelle feta actually has that creaminess. So it actually translates into a mac and cheese well. Um, I was also inventive. I, I chose shells instead uh, because it cups the cheese. That is true. That is right? true. You get more cheese that yeah. way. I enjoy that. I am that. a cheese lover. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was really good. That, that being said, you know what? Like there was a lot of amazing dishes that you guys all actually came up with. And it was very, I have to say, it was very difficult to kind of choose one clear winner between all of you. The second place was clearly me, right? Of course. I mean, <laughs> definitely. Definitely. <laughs> no, it was a great night. And this is what I, I took away from it. And you heard this in the, the, the video that we just played you the audio of. Canadians are afraid to cook with cheese. Listen to my voice. Canadians are afraid. <laughs> Canadians are afraid to cook with cheese. I think that shocks me. Yeah, I think. I think we've had a disconnect over the years with, with cooking. Uh, and a lot of people have become uncomfortable or unsure of themselves when they're going to, when they're going to go home and they're going to cook something. Mm. And you know what I find with cheese, it's, it's hard to mess that up though. Yeah. I would, I just throw it in. Yeah. It It gets melty. It's gooey. It's delicious cold. It is one of the things you can put on everything. You can put it on anything. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So why do you think Canadians are afraid to cook with cheese? You know what? I think they're scared of screwing things up. But you know what? Like, it's it's never going to taste bad. I I mean, I've kind of like... Cheese you know, saves everything. Exactly. Right? It's it's the accent on top of everything. I'm, no, that, I'm no cook, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> but I think cooking, and, and agree or disagree... Is kind of it's always going to work out unless you burn it. It's going to work out. Yeah, baking is where you're going to screw it up because it's oh, yeah. more chemistry. Baking, baking has you can't you can't go off the cuff on a recipe yeah. for baking. You got to follow the recipe. You know what? You might even if it can be pretty tricky too. You can even if you substitute a different cheese, sometimes you can get into trouble. Like feta. <laughs> I'm, I'm not disputing. You did a good job with that. It turned out really well. I put twice the amount of cheese that the recipe And you see, for. that's why it worked out so well. <laughs> yeah. You, and do you think Canadians are afraid of cooking? I think they become, you know, it's separated from how we used to cook. Mm. I think, I think a while ago, back in our parents' generation, you know what, cooking was taught and you needed to know what cooking was and how to cook and you got a real kind of feel for it. It was more tactile. Whereas nowadays you can kind of just pick up an app or you can just go out, right? Where it becomes, you know, people become a little bit more unsure of, of how are they going to do this at home. But once you realize how easy it is, you know, cooking with cheese, then it's, it's really a no brainer. So what is your favorite thing to cook with, with cheese? My favorite thing to mm-hmm. cook with cheese I love uh, gnocchi, actually. I make oh. a beautiful homemade gnocchi. I'd love to come. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Funny enough, we actually do serve a gnocchi at the, at the bar uh, at do the you, moment. It's yours? Yeah. yeah. I'll yeah. come try that. I love yeah. gnocchi. It's fantastic. Yeah, we top it off with a nice goat's cheese. But you could always, uh, you know, for the summertime, we are going to probably do it in a tomato sauce. And we'll top it off with a nice, uh, nice creamy ricotta or something like that. I was mm. impressed by the, um, the sheer volume of different cheese choices that Tracelli has, including Sag Paneer. Sag Paneer, yeah. I never heard of this cheese. Eye opening, yeah. You had never heard of this I'd cheese. I'd never heard of this cheese. I'd never, you know, I'd never gotten that far into Indian cuisine with cheese. And it was it was quite eye opening. 
the uh, the dish that uh, that we had that night. It was a sag paneer, sag paneer uh, samosa. Oh, it won, didn't it? Yes, yes, it did. <sighs> Tiffany, Tiffany, rubbing won. this in. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a sore loser. She did it with a cilantro cilantro dipping sauce. I sat and next was... to her when the uh, the award was was announced. I felt like Susan Lucci. <laughs> did you taste it? Did you it taste was it? Really, it was really good. good. Exactly. Was really there you good. go. Uh, yeah. When when I took a bite of it, I was like, Oh, girl, you won. This is my my mac and cheese. It's not gonna about uh. beat you. No, I'm just I'm just I'm just having some fun with you. Um, what do you want every uh, Canadian listening to know about this Christmas? Cheese, please. Cheese, please, this mm-hmm. Christmas. You know what? Cheese is going to make everything good this Christmas. You know, whether it's cheese on a plate, crackers, whether it's a cheese ball. I love well, doing it as a gift. Yes. Oh, yes. Yes, you could do I would be delighted with some cheese. Yeah, cheese and a little bit of wine. It's a Can't hint, go wrong with that. Those go hand in hand. They're perfect match made in heaven. You know, one of my favorite recipes for Christmas is the night before. It's called a Christmas. It's a strata, right? So you put it together the night before. Okay, so I'm going to throw it to you. And, and it's basically you put it in a crock pot dish. Because I fucked up again. Oh. I said, so give us a recipe anyone can do. I know you've got one off the top of your head for this Christmas. Go. <laughs> No pressure. All right. So this is a Christmas strata. So what it is, you basically put it into a a dish the night before. Uh, You cook off bacon, sausage. Uh, You take bread, uh, cheese, of course, you know, your cheddar, uh, and then your eggs. And you basically whip all the eggs together, put your bread and your cheese in the eggs, marinate that together, and then you pop this all into a dish together. And then you leave it the night before. And then the night, basically the morning of, you take it out of your out of your fridge, pop it in the oven, cook it in your in your pot, pull it out, and it's like it's essentially like a a bread meets omelet meets you know entire breakfast in this it's like one your pot. entire brunch in one pot exactly yeah. and it's so delicious because you're scooping into it and you're getting these pockets of cheese and any cheese this, right you can put any cheese into yeah this. exactly. Can you add different ingredients? Like, you know how poutine was just one thing and now it's got all vegetables and blah, blah. But that's the beauty of cooking, right? Is you take the recipe as a starter and then you make it your own. And you got to branch off and you got to explore. And and that's that's the fun. That's the joy of cooking. The most underrated cheese is. The most underrated cheese is. That's a really good question. I don't think there, is there an underrated cheese? Is there cheese that people don't love? Well, I'd never heard of sag paneer, so I'm not the person to ask, and you hadn't. That's true. But our producer here had, so why don't you answer the the, uh, question, Aaron? I love a good old white cheddar, and I feel like cheddar, the name, has been around for so long that people forget there's different kinds of cheddar. And when you have a good old white cheddar with that old sharpness, it's like next level cheddar. You know what? That, that, yeah. I think think people have, yeah, that old cheddar, that bite that you get. Cheddar and uh, apple pie. Mm. I asked this, this question of a, of a chef we had on, what is the most overrated food in the kitchen? He said truffle oil. This truffle oil. Oh, yeah. What is the most overrated cheese? The most overrated cheese? Yeah. Oh, man. Brie. I, yeah. Really? Mm. I love brie. I love brie. I love brie. I love all, I Camembert? Love all those cheese. I love... Yeah, Gouda? You know, 
Yeah, no. Uh, Turn it back now to Aaron yeah. Papernick. <laughs> I don't know what overrated, but I think there's cheese trends like everything. Like halloumi, I feel, was in everything halloumi, for a couple of years. Right. Okay. But I do love halloumi. I still I like it. Halloumi. And I've like fried it and then cooled it down and then diced it and put it in a Mediterranean salad. I'm not a huge fan of baked brie. Mm, with the, I, I with, the, with, the, with yeah. the um, cranberries and the phyllo yeah. dough. Yeah, no. I, I just find this too much, too much, um, too much bread. Yeah. Right. Like I like to dip bread with my cheese or eat bread with my cheese, but I don't like it all encrusted in it. And then, yeah. None of us have brought up the grilled cheese sandwich. Oh, I love grilled cheese sandwiches. We could go on. Yeah. Thanks for coming on the show. Yeah. And dealing with me and with my hour of need. Anytime. <laughs> Thanks Shop for having me. show may or may not get its act together and be right back after these messages. I'm glad you're here. You were perfectly formed for the season. You were wonderfully made. Marvelous, amorous, glorious, victorious. You have. This is the Sean Pru Show on Canada Talks, Sirius XM 167. And we're back. Happy holidays to you. We are presenting to you some great ideas for the holidays from some non-pro people. This episode of the Sean Pru Show. Todd Melendi is in the house and he is now retired. Although you look younger than retirement age, sir. Thank Taking you. off uh, for beaches the rest of your life. Hopefully. Yeah? Yeah. We have a favorite uh, placing co- comment, but I don't want to say the name because I don't want everybody to... It's already picking up fast yeah. in popularity. I think it's time to move on to the next place. Yeah, so could, don't go to Tulum. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it is beautiful. It's so beautiful there. Yeah. Well, you hit Tulum in your uh, upcoming travels. I know you're going to take some time. Yeah, I'm going to Mexico for a month, so... Nice. Yeah. Does it feel weird to be retired? At, at what are you? 2029? Um, well, no, I just turned 54, yeah. um, so it is a little weird, uh, but it's only been 10 days, so uh, I don't think it's really hit me yet, but uh, just enjoying being relaxed and stress-free for a change. Will you be home for the holidays? I will be home for the holidays, and then I'm going to take off again in mid-January for a couple months. Will you be making your legendary turkey, sir? I will indeed. I will indeed. So when I was planning um, this episode out, I just was speaking aloud, and a mutual friend of ours said, you have to talk to Todd. He makes the best turkey in the world. And you do it in a, in a, in a, with a surprising methodology, and we've got to credit Steak and Chops, which happens to be my favorite butcher in right. uh, Toronto. So if you're in Toronto, go to Steak and Chops for this, because you got it from them. Yeah, St. Jamestown Steak and Chops on Parliament Street in Let's Cabbage Town. Let's say that one more time. St. Jamestown Steak and <laughs> Chops in uh, Cabbage Town on Parliament Street. Because I love them so much. Okay, so this is what you do. Go. Okay. So, I mean, it's an inter- interesting story how it happened. I'd never, I'm, I'm not a really good cook, or at the time I wasn't. And uh, it was the first time I'd ever made turkey. Mm. And of course, Terrifying. What, what do you do? You call your mother to ask, ask her what, what to do. And she said, uh, I had these me- childhood memories of my mother, like at six o'clock in the morning, getting the turkey in the oven and cooking it for like 12 hours. So uh, I had just been recently divorced and my daughter was um, home for Christmas and it was the first turkey I was, I'd ever made. So um, I went to St. James Town Steak and Chops, got my turkey. And as I'm picking it up, everyone in front of me, Mark, the, the, the owner and butcher there was saying, would you like the bag? And people would say, yes. Would you like the instructions? Yes. 
And I was like, what is this, like, bag and instructions? So, of course, I got to the front of the line, gave them my number. He said, would you like the bag? Yes. Oh, yes. I don't know what I'm talking about. Would, yes. would you like the instructions? <laughs> of course. Um, so I get home, I look at it, and I call my mother. And it's basically the recipe was, like, for a 16-pound turkey would cook in three hours. And I called my mother, and she's like, no, 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 no. She goes, it's like, it's eight, at least eight hours for a 16-pound turkey. And Everybody knows what they're doing with turkey, don't you find? Right. So um, so I, of course, deferred to my mother and um, had planned to put the turkey in around noon because I was having people for dinner around um, like 6 or 7. I told people to come. Anyway, long story short. This is not going to end well. <laughs> I can feel it. We had like a, an eggs benedict mimosa <laughs> breakfast. Uh, went and had a little nap and woke up and realized that uh, I'd missed my noon turkey in the oven. No. And uh, people were coming in a few hours. So I was like, the bag it is. We have got no choice. My so, stomach is in nuts. So I followed the instructions. Uh, basically, it's just a plain grocery bag, like a paper grocery bag, a brown, a brown paper grocery bag. Um, you butter it on both sides. Not a plastic bag. Not a plastic bag. Okay. Uh, you butter it on both sides, you know, inside and out. Um, you follow the instructions, the timing to a T, and you put it in, you, t- you put the turkey in, you tie it up, pop it in the oven, you pull it out on the exact, you know, time, and it's, it's done perfectly. And that's the sound of a phone, <laughs> My phone going, off. going off on the radio. Um, sorry about that. Um, so, yeah, so, uh, so the first time I did it, I, I actually, uh, in, in, in my panic, I baked it up. I roasted it upside down. <laughs> so when I, when, I took it, when I took it out of the bag, it was all sort of white and gelatinous, and it didn't, it hadn't browned up at all. Oh, so it does end in disaster. Well, the first time it did. Okay. Uh, then the second year I made it, I actually, um, I brined it first for 24 hours. And, Ooh, you did, did you? Yeah, and I, I, I coated in olive oil and paprika, and you put it in the oven, and it comes out as brown as... Um, as anything that had been just like roasted normally, which is, un- I, I don't understand how it works in, in the bag, but um, it does. And it really, yeah, it cooks it in half the time. And I guess the seal from the paper and the butter and everything else just seals in all the moisture. And you, you, you're slicing this thing up like three days later for like leftovers and it's still, it's still moist. Now this is what we're going to do. We're going to uh, put this up on my uh, Facebook page, which is a uh, backslash official Sean Peru. And uh, the recipe is going to be there uh, so that you can take a look. And th- this picture that, that um, Todd sent me, it's, it looks like, is that a turkey that you did? Yeah. It looks like something out of a Martha Stewart magazine. Right. And you can see, like, the, the paper bag is still there, right? Yeah. So yeah. You, just, you just cut open the bag, pull the turkey out. It's, it's, it's done perfectly. So I, I just, I'm listening to this from the listener's point of view, and I have some questions. So uh, because your mother said it was going to take longer to do the first turkey, you guys slept in and... There wasn't enough time to, to, but it was three hours. Right. It right. was so. So the the cooking time is faster. The cooking time is yeah, like half the time I think. Half the time. Right. What is it with the bag? The bag. I think it's the between the butter all over both sides, and then yeah. it just it seals it. So it seals all the the moisture in, and it's almost like it steams the turkey. And yet it's golden. And yet it's golden brown. What the hell? So you don't I have know. to cover the turkey. Nope. I guess. Nope. And, and what what is the um, the moistness like? Because turkey's dry. It this turkey is not dry. This turkey ain't dry. <laughs> wow. And it stays moist for days. 
Now, there's one problem with all of this. Where do you get a paper bag these days? You get it at the butcher shop. So if you're listening to this in the United <laughs> States of America, <laughs> no, does he literally give you... Yeah, it's just a plain, brand, like an old-fashioned brown paper A bag, grocery. Sean. Sean, it's just a bag. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure you can get them anywhere, but... No, you can't. Well... I'm thinking I there get, might be a profit opportunity in this. Yeah, maybe. Maybe we could brand them the Sean Bru Show. <laughs> anyway, you can get them at uh, St. Jamestown Steak and Chops. I knew you guys trying to get, get your turkey there. there. Uh, but yeah, no, it's 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 as simple as anything. How did you tie the turkey up? I just use a string. Okay. Yeah. Um, that's it. Yeah. Again, it's like you gotta be careful what you use. You wouldn't want something like plastic or. My my um, brain is going a mile. No, you don't want plastic. <laughs> Give that to the person at the table you don't like if you do use plastic, if it seeps in. No, but I, my brain is going a mile a minute because this is one of those things is it sounds too easy. I don't believe it. Right. Nobody believes it. Mm. And I've given the I've shared the recipe reluctantly with um, some friends because I sort of had taken a proprietary interest in this uh, legendary turkey. And, and my friends have done it who are great cooks, and they swear by it now as well. All right. Do you have any other quick tips for us before we let you go? No, that's it. That's it. That's it. Turkey in a bag. Hey, if you enjoy the new ideas we share here on the Sean Prue Show, join thousands of others who want to live well by their own rules by signing up for my Thought Revolution newsletter. Each week you'll get fresh insight and ideas from my journey to being, doing, and having anything to help you on your path. Visit SeanPrue.com. Click I Can Help You to sign up. And keep up with the latest and greatest from the Sean Prue Show. Join us on Twitter at Sean Prue, at Sean Prue Show, and at SXM Canada Talks. Until next time, thanks for listening. I wish you joy. Oh my rebel